The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you all had an amazing week. I had a pretty not bad week. Got out of the house, did a little grocery shopping. So I feel pretty good about it, all things considered, if you know what I mean. But this week, I have a guest on that was highly recommended by all of you on Instagram. He's on Vanderpump Rules with me. He's my friend. He's going to be a dad soon. I have on Jax Taylor, and he wants to be that TV sitcom dad, the all-American doing yard work, grilling out on Sundays, going to the kids' baseball game. Like that's his dream. So we have a fun discussion about it. Anyways, let's just get into it. Hi, how are you? It's Jax. I'm sorry. I was texting your husband. I I dropped by a gift here and he's not here. So so I'm just letting him know that he has a gift here and he wasn't here. He'll be home. He's doing a photo shoot. Oh. For no reason. Okay. Just him and Tom taking photos. I think it's like their engagement announcement or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> His husband. So yeah, I got my big old here. You got your drink. Yeah, I'm a little hungover today. After I left your house last night, I came home and had like three to four glasses of wine somewhere around there. Just you and Tom? And, and then our friend Fawn was here. Oh, Fawn was here. Oh yeah, Tom said he went. she went to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I swear every day it's either like I'm having the best day ever, totally sober, working out, getting shit done, or I'm like, hung over on a scale from like seven to 10. It's like right when you first wake up in the first 10 minutes, you know how your day is going to go. Like, I know I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to sit in bed for another three hours and eat my brains out. Or I'm going to pop an Adderall and I'm going to work out and clean the whole entire house. <laughs> how about coffee? You go straight for Adderall? Actually, That's right. kind of crazy. You're, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. I go for coffee first <laughs> and then I do the mocha. I do the double uh, extra shot mocha. You're 100% right. That's wild. This morning I had... The breakfast of hungover champions. Oh, you did the bagel and coke. The yeah, well, it was it was an iced tea. I oh, okay. didn't do a coke. I did an iced tea, but I had a bagel with everything on it. That's how you know you're hungover. You see somebody eat one of them in the morning, you're like, Ooh. do you know what freaks me out about you with your bagels? You like the raisin with turkey. I do. I am a fan of that. It's not for everybody. It's a sweet bagel, and then you throw on some turkey. Doesn't that confuse your taste buds? Not at all. I just really, really like it. I had one. I had the first time in Vegas one time on the airport and I just loved it. It's my go-to. Like if you see me eating a bagel and cream cheese with a um, um, a Mexican Coke, you know last night was rough. <laughs> yeah. You know last night was like, ooh, what happened to him? Yeah, I'm I'm having a cocktail right now. I don't want to. I'm going I, to. I, well, we have to. It's Tom's birthday. It's Tom. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want this. I have to because it's Tom's birthday, and also in order to function, I have to drink. Normally, I don't do hair of dog. I don't do the. I feel like I talk about I'm hungover all the time when I'm doing the podcast lately. But I don't like drinking through hangovers. Nobody does except for Tom. He keeps going, going, and going. He wakes up and uh, like I look over and he's drinking a beer. You know when I walked in this morning and you or when I walked in and I came in with my cake and my balloons. You're like, oh shit! I didn't even get Tom anything. I think the best <laughs> no. present that you could give Tom is being drunk when he gets home. Yeah, I don't bug him. I don't. I don't. On his birthday, he gets to do whatever he wants, go wherever he wants, and I have to go with him. It's a little better this year because nothing's open. Like last year, 
I went wherever he, he was wanted to go to this place called Little Tony's. It's on um, like Vineland or Lancashire, what kind of where those meet. And it's this like old like Italian joint. So we walk in and it's literally like nothing but people with their little walkers and wheelchairs. Everyone there's 90 plus years old. Why do you want to go there? I don't know. He just always pointed out and be like, I really want to go in there. I feel like it's just, I feel like it's a gem. And I'm like. Little like, shout out to little Tony's. Well, okay. So now Brittany's pregnant and you're going to be a dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wait. So like, how did Brittany tell you? I mean, I know she like took a test. Like, did you know she was taking a test or did she just no. show it to you and be like, look, I'll tell you how it really started. So we were in Kentucky when she, when we conceived, this is our second try. She says, oh, we, we, people say we try in a long time. No, because we got the app a month before and I was off by a day. So as you know, as a woman, you know, there is only one day you can truly get pregnant. And I don't know how my drunk ass friends in the past have done it, but they, you know, I hope they all play the lottery <laughs> because there's literally one day there's a pink, a red and a pink. And so when I did it the first, she just got the app. I think I was probably cutting the grass and she goes, come upstairs. It's time. And let me tell you how romantic that is. You know, it's two, two o'clock in the afternoon. You're cutting the grass. I mean, the last thing I want to do is have sex. I, I'm sorry. And she's like, don't worry. You can just get in and get out. It's fine. Oh, even better. You know, I was wow. like, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm fine. You know, it wasn't the most romantic thing. So anyway, that month I was off and she's like, well, I missed the day because I forget where we were doing something, whatever. I missed the day. I go, well, we can try in the pink. Let's fine. Let's try. It didn't work. So we go to Kentucky. We're spot on. We were actually getting ready to leave. We were in an Airbnb in Kentucky and we're getting there. She's like, it's a red day. I know we got to be at the airport. Can we get this in? I'm like, absolutely. So whatever we do, what we have to do. <laughs> and then the morning, I guess it was, it was like, I, so I, I get woken up by my dogs at around six o'clock in the morning. I got to take my dogs for a walk. So she went to the bathroom. Brittany went, goes to the bathroom usually once a night. Now she goes every three minutes, not five, three. And she gets up in the middle of the, to go to the bathroom. I usually wake up because I, I just I'm a light sleeper. And then I roll over, and she comes out screaming, holding pregnancy test. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm like, first of all, I'm I'm half asleep, so I'm like, what? Oh my god! Someone's at the front door. I'm like this. The room's blot dark. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> having a heart attack. Die? Yeah. Did someone die? And she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me come to, let me come to for a second. And that's, I'm a, like, that's a lot to take in at it six is. o'clock in the morning. It is. And it, yeah. And then she took another one test because mm -hmm. she wasn't sure. Then she took another one and then she took another one. <laughs> so we have four just because she wasn't, she didn't believe it. You know, that's how it happened. And um, yeah. That's so because I know for, obviously for her, it's a very real thing because she's been, you know, experiencing a lot of like morning sickness even though it's all Beyond. day sickness exactly so but for you it it's probably hasn't i mean you know that it's coming but i know for guys like even though they have like a front row seat to pregnancy it's not quite the same as a woman do i have sympathy pains do you think i might <laughs> do, I, you have, I, are you, do you have a sympathy pregnancy well, thing happening I'm, I'm getting up i get up at least three or four times now to go to the bathroom like she'll get up and then i'll go she'll get up and then i'll go like it's i've never i never ever wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom never and now, I've been, since she's been pregnant, I get up at least three times. At least three. Usually around two, but at least three. Yeah, well, what's going to happen when that baby comes? Are you Who's changing the poopy diapers in the middle of the night? I'm doing it all. And you are? Yeah, and you know, Brittany and I, we like to sleep in. We love our sleep. So we've been training ourselves. I, luckily, the dogs lately, for some reason, have been getting me up at six. So like literally on the dot. So I've been getting up early. I've been playing a lot of golf in the morning now. I usually 
I, I play, I'll usually play around nine. So I get up a lot earlier, but I've been training myself just to get up early because I know we're going to be on his schedule. You're, you're in, in dad training. I'm in dad training. <laughs> like Absolutely. not just like for a baby, but also to like be a dad because you have a very like quintessential dad kind of vibe in your mind. You want to grill out, grill out, golf, play watch sports, some sports. <laughs> play sports. I'm going to put him in pretty much everything I can think of. What if he doesn't like sports? What if he's like, you know what? I want to do like theater or I want to go to like science camp. That's fine. Whatever he wants to do. I don't care. Yeah. Is that gonna, gonna, would, that, would that break your heart? I mean, a little bit just because I'm such a sports guy, but I'm not going to be like, no, you can't do that. Whatever he likes. You're you not going to be able to bond over it. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be able to bond over it, but I will, I will find stuff. I will make myself be interested in whatever he's interested in. I'm going to be part of the PTA, 100%. I'm very excited to be part of school God functions. bless those parents. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like Just any kidding. kind of field trips. I'm going to be there. Like I said, the sports. And like if he wants to go to science camp, that's fine. Yeah. I'll be right there with him. But you would love like what hockey probably since because I mean, you're hockey, a big hockey fan. I just hockey's so expensive and it's so like hard to come by out here. You have to literally drive an hour and a half, two hours to find a rink, yeah, um, to play. So I think we're gonna start with baseball, t-ball, soccer, things like that, flag football, stuff like that. All right. Well, it is the freaking weekend, and to me that means it's time to pop some bottles. But you know, I've been trying to be more healthy, look after my nutrition a little bit more, eat a little more organic, a little more clean, which is why I'm so happy I found Usual Wine because they are a clean organic wine that is so delicious. Also comes in 6.3 ounce beautiful little bottles. So you're just going to get a nice at-home pour like I like to call it. And it's going to be the perfect glass every single time. They also have a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling brut, which are all so delicious. And right now they have a special holiday product. It is called Usual Reserve. And it's an ultra premium, limited edition, Mount Viter Cabernet Sauvignon. And it is their most special wine yet. Hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa, this Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. I want to bathe in that. That sounds delicious, especially right now for holidays. There's just something about red wine that just feels so cozy to me. And I want you to enjoy some wine as well. So go to usualwines.com and use my code LOVEME. It's a discount code for $8 off your first order. So basically, um, you get to have your first glass of wine on me. So go to usualwines.com, use the discount code LOVEME for $8 off your first order and enjoy. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. Because I feel like you very nostalgic for like your childhood and like what it was like growing up. And and I feel like the same way, like thinking back like on sports. I, I mean, I, I played like soccer for like a minute. Just I was there for the snacks. That yeah, was it. That's my sister. <laughs> she was there for the snacks. She played indoor and she literally would just, she was good and then she got hit and then she was just there for the, the snacks. So aside like from sports and like PTA, what other things like are you looking forward to that are, 
you know, traditional or really like nostalgic to you? Um, if you ever seen the show, the Goldberg, the Goldbergs or Pen15, that was my childhood yeah, to yeah, an yeah. absolute <laughs> team. Pen15 was more like my sister. She relates more to that. I relate more to the Goldbergs, but like that's my childhood. So I'm going to try to recreate that. Yeah, you definitely do. Like you definitely were like, or trying to emulate being in like a '90s sitcom. Yes, hundred percent. That's I, I, I'm. I'm gonna do every like everything you did in the Midwest in the '90s and the Except 80s. now we're in Los Angeles, and it's a very different. Yeah, like in the Midwest, like no one locked their doors. Ever. I know everybody has their garage doors open. Nobody locks their doors. Everybody barbecues in the driveway. People put their launchers on the driveway. They hey, they hi to their neighbors. You know, I've lived in my house now for. Uh, a little over a year, Brittany and I are dog walkers. We, every night we go on dog walk, uh, dog walks. We like to look at houses, look at the Halloween things. We say hi to people. Not a lot of people say hi back. <laughs> no, they're like, who are these crazy people? Don't they know where they are? I know. Why they're are you just saying hi to me? People. <laughs> I know. Hey, how are you? How's the weather? Cute dog. People just look at us really strange when we say hi to people. And it's that's bizarre to me. I don't I don't like that. It's because that's just a Midwest thing. That's what it's just. It's a different world. It's a whole different vibe over there. I, feel I like. mean, we grew up, I grew up in, in, like I said, in the Midwest. We had a sub, I grew up in a subdivision. We knew the whole block. My and dad every, was a block captain. And right, at, and all the kids get together and play, like, capture the flag and yes. kick the can. Remember, did you ever play Ghosts in the Graveyard? Of course. That at night, the, I had my first kiss around those uh, times. <laughs> that was so much fun. I miss, I miss, like, summer nights when they were, like, warm and, like, running around. I never wore shoes for some reason. Right. I no. wanted to, like, tennis or whatever but no but, nobody but, did we're but dirty parents kids. would be like parents would be like be home before it's dark right right i'm going dinner. to johnny's i'm going to sit i'm eating dinner over uh kenny's house or whatever yeah, yeah and that's, then we just pizza off we went to, yeah to go i i, I just remember going to like 7-elevens a lot to get yep, like foot long yep. hot dogs and that, yeah you walked to your local liquor store and got your candies and your sodas and that was a big deal leaving your neighborhood to go walk to the liquor store was like a big deal i say liquor store because that's what we called them but we go to the liquor to get pizza, snacks, sodas, and stuff like that. That was the big deal. Taking our bikes when we got our. I remember when I got my BMX and I took my bike to the the pizza store. I mean, it was the coolest. Thing. You didn't That's, blade. I did blade. You but blade there. I did blade. I did like the bike, the razor scooter, whatever. You're yeah. 90s. You're a pen 15. 100 percent when yeah. i watch when i watch i it's like visceral like my sister, I, I feel everything that's happening in that show my sister is, is like she's obsessed and she calls herself nah my sister was nah <laughs> to a t when she smiled with her all her braces and all that and she was goofy and or like my sister had, had acne and pimply and she's like that's what 13 year olds looked like in 2000 yeah 99 2000 they like now i see these girls and they're wearing like daisy duke's crop tops full face of makeup extensions. They look like they're my age, but they're like, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, whatever, but yeah, like school dances. The clear phone had that. I had a purple VTAC cordless that you could see through, but you had the same, even the, the kids today will never know what it was like when you called your friend's house and their parents would answer or their brother. And you had to like ask if they were home. And it was just like, we had balls. I like now. If I see my phone ringing, I'm like, oh my god, oh, I don't feel like talking. I know. What if it's a stranger? I don't know this number. It's but anxiety. I would just, I would just like, I would get people's phone numbers from the phone book like a psychopath. But that was normal. Now, you, now that was feels crazy and desperate. Well, in those days when I was on the phone, we had a cord. It, the, my, we didn't have the cordless until later in life. So my dad got a raise or something. I can't wait to get the cordless phone. But my, my mom bought the extension cord. So it was like 
you, the cord, the phone would be on where your wall is, but the cord was long. It was sixty so, feet long. Yeah. yeah. So if like I was talking to like my buddy or a girl, like I would, if I had a girlfriend in high school that I would talk to maybe three times, uh, <laughs> I would call and I didn't want anybody to listen. We had the cord and I would take it into the bathroom. You just see the cord going <laughs> into the bathroom. Dude. When someone would pick up the other line, you'd be like, "Hang up, hang up, hang, hang up, right up. Up. And you can hear someone listening. Yeah, and you're like, like, "I know you're listening. Get off. Get, off. Like, Get off, Jenny. Get off." <laughs> exactly. Or when like. You remember when the movie Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and she picks up the phone. He's like, mom, get off the phone. She goes, oh. she goes, what is her? Pat- Patricia? And he goes like, no, mom, no. She goes, oh, honey, what are you doing at Patricia's house? And it's like, mom, I'm I'm at home. Hang up. And she's like, um, what do you want for dinner? It's like those kind of moments where it was just like painfully just embarrassing to have like your brother or your mom like trying to talk. And like, it's like your second time talking to your crush and you're just like, end me. Did you talk to your boyfriends in high school? I didn't. I passed notes to them, but I never talked to yeah, them. Yeah, no, it was the five <laughs> in junior high school. It was definitely like I had a boyfriend for like a, a week, <laughs> but it was only like an at school boyfriend. Like, we didn't oh, talk. Yeah. We, I didn't want to tell my mom I had a boyfriend. No. That's so, that's mortifying. And yeah, he would just like hold my hand and he would ask me, like, so how's your Tamagotchi doing? <laughs> Real, convers- real conversation. He would ask me how my Tamagotchi was doing. What is a Tamagotchi? <laughs> it's those little egg things that was like the little creature. I don't know. It was like a bird. They also had DigiPets that were like. I remember. I remember what you're talking about. My sister had them. And you had to like feed them and they like chirp and make noise. And then if you, you had to clean up its poop. <laughs> I remember. I remember. My sister had that. But I, I, I had like four and I'd like attach them to my backpack and he'd be like, so like, how, how's your Tamagotchi doing? <laughs> And like how, like you would say, like I was on the way to like my art class. I'm like, it's pretty good. And you would see them for a minute. You're like, okay, gotta go. All right, TTLY. Yeah, and like, and you would do like the weirdest, awkwardest, like side hug, and all your friends would be like, ooh. I know. You'd be like this, yeah. You'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) I. And then like the only time I ever saw my girlfriend out was like skate parties. Like once a month, we'd have skate parties on Friday nights, and like I would backward skate or couples only, or someone had a party. Very rare. Someone had a party that you can go to, or like a a school function. Uh, But it was weird having girlfriends, and like it was weird because you had to balance your friends. But also, but also, was like you never really. It was just it would be somebody that you just liked. It was somebody you just liked, and then someone would be like, "Hey, so and so wants you to be their girlfriend," and you're like, "All right, okay." And then so okay, now we're boyfriend. Now we're boyfriend girlfriend, and literally, literally, I swear, we talked a ton, but over notes. It would be what's up with the arrow. Not much here, and then it would go. Okay. What was your what was like your longest oh. junior high or high school relationship? How many weeks are we talking? It was it went on weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think the longest one was like four weeks or yeah four. That's solid. And then when you got out of like talking stuff, it'd be and like when you talk to this person, I would always dude, I would get so behind on schoolwork and talk on writing these notes front to back. By the way, on spiral bound note paper, and then I would football roll it. I, it took me a while to learn how to do that. By the way, the football, triangle, the triangle, yeah. And then there'd be those idiots who taped the football. You ever see those fools? You're like, and then don't show anyone. It's like, I don't think anybody can get into this. For your eyes only. Yes. And it's like, you would take tape and go and wrap it up. And you're like, and then by the time you get By the way, what we're talking about for anyone that doesn't know, it's basically like text messages, but you write them on a piece of paper. Everybody did this in the 90s and the 80s. This is how (laughs) we communicated. Mm -hmm. And um, how we knew where each other were is you would find out where everybody's bikes were. Like we didn't have phones. So everybody's bikes would be in somebody's driveway. That's how you knew where everybody was. 
That is correct. But also like a little heartbreaking when you would be driving by your friend's house and see like all your other friends were there. And you were going with your mom to like Kmart. Oh my <laughs> God. Burlington Co-Factory was my mom's go-to. And we, God, she would spend hours. And then you see all your friend's bikes, like you said, sorry to cut you off. And you <laughs> roll by, you're like, oh, and you know your FOMO. FOMO kicks Fo-mo in hard. MoFo show. And the next day on the bus, guess what they're talking about? That day. And you're like, cool. I went to Burlington with my mom. Got a triple fat goose jacket. Whatever. <laughs> I would. Yeah. We would always do like Kmart. Yeah. After well, church on a Sunday, go to swing by Caesar's pizza. Little Caesar's pizza. After we like went or ate our pizza and our then our parents would go shop or whatever. We would go to the pog counter. Oh my and God. You had pogs. So many pogs. So I remember one time spending an hour out of 7-Eleven digging through their pod, like little container. They had, you know, these little bucket things that had pogs in it. And I was trying to find Tommy, the green power ranger pog for an hour. Oh my God. This was, so this many is what memories. I did as a kid. So That's like everybody did. I feel like, I feel like hopeful for like my future children. I think I want to, introduce them to some things that I had growing up and not just like, here's an iPad. I, okay, this, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're getting into this because I'm having this discussion with Brittany. I don't mean to like um, take over your conversation. I'm having this conversation how how we're going to raise our child. And when I grew up, I don't know how you grew up. I didn't get a present unless it was my birthday, unless I got an A on a report card, which was never. If I just dig decent on my report card or it was Christmas or Easter. We didn't get gifts just because it's a Thursday and we're at the mall and oh, here, here's something. We oh, didn't, yeah, that, no. that didn't happen. Back to school, Christmas, birthday. That was it. it. And we, and, and in those days too, in TV, one big toy would come out like Transformers or a new GI Joe. Today, there's just, they make a plethora of toys and it's just like toys, and they don't mean anything. Like each toy that I got was also a cartoon. So I would grab my toys on Saturday morning I get my wrestling toys, my Transformers, my G.I. Joes, sit on the front and watch cartoons all morning. Now, Brittany's like, oh, don't lie. You're going to spoil your kid. You know you're going to give them everything. I want to do that. But I just feel like they're not going to have any appreciation if I just give them everything they want. They'll be spoiled brats. I know you and Brittany are going to have a hard time because like, you're like Amazon's number one customers. I know. <laughs> There's always a pile of boxes. I was like, I'm always like, what is in these things? What are you guys buying up on there? And I know Brittany can't help herself, especially right now. She's on that little phone. Oh, my ordering God. Up Every baby boy. I went into the nursery and the, the kids got an entire shoe wardrobe. I know. And 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 that's that's I, that was part of it. And I, I said that I'm like, I just I want him to have everything. I'm gonna be that dad that I want my kid to have the best of the best. But, but you I want also, him to understand the value of a dollar. Yes. Uh, my kids are gonna do chores and earn allowance. Allowance. They can save up their allowance. They can do whatever they want with their money. Yes. That's their money, but teaching them how you have to work for money. Do 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 you know any parents who do that to, like today? Do, do parents do still do the allowance thing? Do they still do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And what's like the normal amount of an allowance for a kid these days? Well, I mean, back then it was like it went from like five to like ten when I was a little older. You know, more. But it's like, but I was doing like emptying the dishwasher and dusting, like and around the house, and then also like whatever other kind of things my mom would ask me to do on top of keeping my shit organized too. Did you get money for grades? No. I didn't either. No. I was just expected. It was very yeah. rare. I was so bad in school that they had to go to that. <laughs> they had to go to like, listen, we'll, we'll pay you just to get a freaking B. <laughs> so that was incentive, but we didn't really get money. Uh, tooth I, had to, I had to keep my grades up because only for a couple of years cheerleading and like you had to maintain a certain GPA. 
Did you have a job while you were in school? Yep. So my mom owned a restaurant or she ran a restaurant, but she was a partner in it, a Mexican restaurant. And I was technically not allowed to work until I was 14, but I started working a little bit before I turned 14 in the kitchen as um, I would like fill up the salsa containers and fill the chip baskets and clean up the area and make sure everything was like filled. It, I, I forgot what you call it, but like a so prep I, cook or line cook or no, not even something. no. It, there's a, it's not, I'm not behind the line. It, it, also, your mom owned the restaurant, so it, you know, well, you were there. Yeah, we kind of skirted around some labor laws there. But then I did hosting, so I would, I would go to school, go have like my drama practice or choir or cheerleading practice, and then I would literally come home, do some homework, go to work until you know nine, ten o'clock sometimes, and then come home. And then on the weekends, it was like not really that fun because I worked on the weekends, so. But the whole thing was like, I, when I wanted to have a car, my mom was like, mm, you know, cars cost money. Like, how are you going to pay for that? So I wanted to earn money because I wanted to be able to buy things for me and not drain my parents because they paid so much for activities. My cheerleading crap costs so much money. So it's like, you know, at, at the end of the day, like I got to. Yeah. No, my, if I want to go to the mall thing. or see a movie with my friends. I'm not asking for money for my parents. <laughs> yeah. No, I was the same thing. I played hockey and hockey is a very expensive sport and and my parents paid it all. They paid my ice bills, which was like $300 a month just for the ice bills. And my gear was so expensive. And I didn't even know at those times. In my head, I didn't know. I just thought money just came in. You know, your, dad, <laughs> yeah. your mom and dad went to work. You thought, okay, they went to work. They have enough money to make us happy. You didn't know what they made. You didn't know, you didn't know how many hours. I just knew my dad went to work at nine and he came home at five and we had everything we wanted in my brain we were rich <laughs> yeah. and i was rich i grew up with everything that i always wanted you know we always got the gifts that we wanted whether it was christmas easter our birthdays um, we never went without i did get a job my first job was at a liquor store filling sodas and ice cream it, again i say liquor store because in michigan we had liquor stores and they were slash ice cream slash pizza slash but i i got a job at 14 what do you mean filling sodas uh you know when you go to the uh oh the like fridge, you were stocking stocking it. shelves oh, okay, stocking okay. sodas um, <laughs> and the beer like filling them up for people <laughs> charging yeah. them and then like it was a big you sure a, you even had a job just kidding what no and, you kidding. know and i remember when my dad dropped me off i remember he, he goes what are you going to spend your first check on and my checks were like 50 dollars 60 dollars and i'm like oh i'm buying candy candy 100 i'm 14 i'm buying nothing but candy right and then i got that first check and i realized what a hard day's work is like and then i was like nope it's you're not like, going you're to like candy. i'll steal the candy <laughs> yeah i'll steal the candy kidding. this is going to baseball cards uh, <laughs> whoops but yeah, I worked there and then McDonald's. McDonald's was my longest job. Really? Oh, so is everything frozen there? Yes. Okay. I mean, do you, would you still I eat there? I three years. Would you, and you still would eat there? Um, I crushed it. I crushed it. We all ate McDonald's. I don't care who you are. If you're an 80s or 90s kid, you Dude, crushed I've McDonald's. Se I've seen the videos of like a hamburger from McDonald's that's been around for like three years and it still looks exactly the same. D doesn't make me want to not eat it. I'm just like, I'm like, that looks delicious. Can I have that? How many people told you that once you see that documentary about eating that guy who ate it? It makes Mac, me hungry. I, I was like, um, I'm, <laughs> something's yeah. wrong with me yeah, because it just like, made me hungry. Exactly. I, I ate McDonald's when I worked there all three years. I never got sick of it. Did you get a discount? Got discount. Yeah. We got uh, money for grades. Um, they were really good. They were really, McDonald's was really good. Like a lot of the, and it was like a cool thing to work at McDonald's. I grew up in the suburbs and like we, I was a red shirt, which means I get to work the grill. Like being a red shirt at McDonald's. There's oh, black really? shirts and red shirts. Red shirts, the hot ticket. Red shirts, the hot ticket, because that means you, you're like, you can go anywhere in there and like you can touch the money and you can touch the grill. Black shirts could only order food. So it was, my sister was a black shirt. 
Wow. And I was a red shirt. She was very cool. Say my brother's a red shirt. <laughs> really? So she, did you guys work together on the same shift? Uh, we did at the very end because I was my sister's four years behind me. So at the very end, she got the job and she became a manager. She was she killed it there. Really? Yeah. Did you guys could, like fight? Uh, no, because I got fired at the very end. Oh. <laughs> Why did you get fired? I didn't show up for Easter Sunday. I was just like, uh, no, you know, and they fired me. And I was just like, I, I was graduating high school at the time. And I'm like, I want to hang out with my friends. And it was Easter Sunday. And I was like, I just don't. I just said, you know what? Screw it. I got to go on an Easter egg hunt. And it was already. <laughs> I got I was, some Cadbury. There eggs. was a lot of other things <laughs> that I did wrong. So that was kind of like, okay, you're done. Like They weren't just firing me for that. I, I was... I was misbehaving there a little bit too much. So I was like giving my friends all free food and we would just do all kinds of dumb shit. But it was a, I'm telling you, that's the longest job I've ever had. And it was a lot of fun. It was, again, mind you, this is 1995, 96, 94, 94, 95, 96. That was also when like they started the Monopoly. Yes. And then they had like, the toys were really popular. That was another reason. I would come home with boxes Boxes and boxes. I keep coming home with literally cases of of French fry box with the Monopoly pieces on them, and I sit at home. My sister when I would just get all the Monopoly. We never won anything, but yeah, because that, it was rigged. Yeah, I watched that documentary. <laughs> okay. I know what a bummer that was. This is not sponsored by McDonald's. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> by the it way. is. <laughs> I feel like we're cheating on Taco Bell. Anyways, so I'm wondering if we can go through some like iconic sitcom dads and rate them, and like who you would like to be like. Okay. Okay. We're going to start first with Philip Banks. <laughs> Philip Banks. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yep. I think he's a solid dude. He took in his nephew, raised him, was tough, loving, and I think also was like a judge. He also had a badass job. He's kind of scary. I give him like an 8 out of 10. I agree. I have nothing, no, no qualms with, with Philip Banks. I think he was a good dad. Like I said, he took in his nephew. He gave his kids everything they wanted. They didn't seem too spoiled, except for the daughter. He, I feel like he put good values. Which one? Oh, Hillary. Uh, Hillary. Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Hillary Banks. She was a little crazy, but I, I, I really related to that show. I mean, obviously, I didn't grow up like that, but you related to the family, you know? Totally. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a really good dad. Okay, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. <laughs> he's more like my dad. I think. Really? I think he's more like, yeah. Um, I thought he was a good dad too. Gosh, Carl Winslow from Family. Because <laughs> everybody, you know, you had the name. Like we grew up in a neighborhood like that where the neighbors came over and, you know, my dad would be pissed off if somebody was over all the time. Like, does this kids ever go home? Like, yeah. So I relate to that show. I thought he was a good dad. I give him an eight out of 10 as well. Yeah, he was definitely had that like good like overprotective dad vibes. He was also a cop, so that probably had something to do with it. How about this one? Al Bundy. Um, no, but my mom and dad's friends were the Bundys. They hung out with them on Friday nights. They'd come over and play Trivia Pursuit, original Trivia Pursuit, drink a little um, Christian Brothers, and uh, yeah, they would have nights with them. But we had it. We had a family identical to the Bundys. Do I think he's a good father? Eh, oh, he yeah. I think they were just tough. They're just tough. They were just dads. He's kind of like dopey. He's dopey. He just he was, really. He was just. He he didn't give a fuck. He was just like everyone. Get the hell out of my like. His wife annoyed him. His kids I don't think annoyed he was him. a good husband. But, but he loved. But nobody still loved them. At the end of the day, he had. We would have these like redeeming moments. Yes. Right. Yeah, he loved his family, but he'd be annoyed. He worked. He's a blue collar guy, you know. Made minimum wage. Comes home stressed out. Wanted to drink a beer. What did Peg Bundy do? Just she was nothing. just a housewife. Yeah, yeah. She did he had he had to go sell shoes to women all day long. I didn't even so think I, about that. You know, I can't I can't really knock the guy for you know. He had to and, deal with women all day long. And also his, to his wife. His kids were kind of like mischievous as well. Yes, and they he were did funny. not. He could not put up with that. <laughs> 
You, they were funny. I, I give them, I'll give them like a six. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do six. That's, I'll do six. That's fair. That's fair. He's, he's not really bad. warm and cuddly. No, he's so. not. No, he didn't really spend too much time with his kids either. Just on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dan Connor from Roseanne. Oh. Again, I can relate. These are the families that the type of families that I grew up were like the Connors. That's that's how I grew up. I thought he was a great dad. I thought he was a great dad. I he worked really hard. He worked really hard. He gave his kids whatever he, you know, whatever he could. He was stern when he needed to be stern when Becky had her issues. But he was also sensitive, I felt like. He was sensitive, yeah. but he had a, he had a rough time with Becky and then D, and then in the newer version, DJ was kind of a little rough, but I feel like he was a good dad. He did everything he was supposed to do. He loved his wife, he loved his kids, he worked hard. You know, is your typical family from Ohio in the 90s? Again, or Michigan. That's those are the type of families that we hung out with. He, he gets a seven. Yeah, he gets a strong seven. Strong seven. <laughs> okay. Oh, Dr. Jason Seaver. Oh, my God, from Growing Pains. Yeah. Love, I love Jason Seaver. Yeah, I love Growing Pains a lot, a lot. We were talking about it the other day because we were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, and he was in it for like a minute. But he was the adopt. He was they adopted him, right? I don't really remember. I just remember his face on there. I don't. I feel like you retain this more. Like you were like, well, you were like a '90s sitcom sort of encyclopedia. No, they, they adopted him, and Boner was their best friend. Boner, Boner was the best friend. He was funny. He was a great dad. He was the he was your typical dad. I mean, he's the what you wanted your dad to be like. But also, he was like he was like a therapist of some sort, right? Yeah, he was like a, therapist. a psychotherapist. I can't remember what she did, but they were both working parents. Blue collar family, son and uh, had two boys and a daughter. Then they adopted. So I think they were a good family. I think he was a good good dad. Of course, he brought in Leo and uh, he let that guy boner over over every day. He was an idiot. <laughs> I'll give him. I'm gonna give him an eight. He's a good dad. Yeah, I, I like that. Dad. Eight is good. One. Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. Oh my God, he was a good dad. He was a really good dad. He is like the dad. I, I have a. I have He's a like tie. the daddiest dad. <laughs> He is, except for there's one that I think that's a little bit daddier. <laughs> we might get to that. Okay, okay. But I have a person in my mind that I'm thinking about right now. In fact, I'll give you a hint. His show got rebooted, which I'm very excited about. Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Oh, wait, okay, we'll move on. Alan Matthews, I love him. Love Boomy's World. He was also like, he was also big into like the dad talks, really great advice. Really loved his kids and his family and his wife. Like yes. they were like a perfect family. Strong nine for that. Nine. Nine. Okay. We'll we, we'll talk about Tim the Two Man Taylor because like he always reminded me of my dad so much. The same like humor and the same kind of like little things that he would do was like it was always very much like my dad. Same, same. It was my dad's favorite show. And you talked. <laughs> I remember my sister and I because those days we you have to turn the TV on and then once the show's on it's on. So it's like if you talked during that when my dad was watching that it was over. It was his favorite show and it's also the only book he's ever read. Read really. My, my dad he Tim the Two Man Taylor came out with the book in the nineties and he read it. He was a cool dad, even though he would mess up, you know, like he had a cool job. He loved like cool cars. He did the whole tool things. He was always trying to like soup up everything in their house from like the dishwasher to like <laughs> everything, the lawnmower. Yeah, he souped up everything. There were Every episode, he would have something going on with him and his wife. There would be an issue in their relationship. Yeah. And he didn't quite figure it out. So he would go to his neighbor Wilson and he'd always ask his neighbor he's like no my you know wife's having this and he would get it he would butcher it he would get like you know you need to learn this and then he'd be like oh okay and then he'd go in and say it completely out of context but it was cute 
and it was humorous because he wanted to be a better husband and learn how to love his wife more. Yeah. He wanted to give her more because she was such the, a mom with three sons and a husband. The poor woman had no estrogen in her life and um, <laughs> sucked it dry. And she was always going to school and he just wanted to be, you know, it, it was a, it was a, it was a household run by men. So she was always trying to, he was always trying to like be nice, but he didn't really know how. Right. I they were I think the most relatable family yes. for sure yes. I remember I had such a crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas and us as a family we would watch it together and every time JTT would come on the screen they'd be like ooh Katie and I was I would get so embarrassed I couldn't do it anymore that hair he had that hair uh, he had that face the voice that hair he was just so he was such a cutie pie okay moving on 10 out of 10 for oh, Tim, yeah. the Tim absolutely Taylor. loved him he loved his kids too <laughs> okay Danny Tanner he was doing the best with what he had his wife died tragically right after they had Michelle the little baby so here he is with like three girls and a toddler alone his wife is dead he like works full time on a TV show you know but he's also got like weird little quirks and his OCDs which I think are kind of like cute but it's like he had to bring in like you know the help of I I really like Danny Tanner I just he just was kind of like awkward so it's like, and he would also do the dad talks a lot too with the music would play. Oh yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> very, very in touch with his feminine side. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was more sensitive. He's very sensitive. But I mean, look, look at, he had three daughters. He had his two buddies and, and they had their girlfriends and um, he had to raise the girls by himself. Like well, you said. He had, I mean, he had their help. But, Jesse and, yeah, they moved, moved in to help him. But but he was, you're right. He ran a talk show, in the, a morning talk show. He's just like what every morning talk show guy you would think of. Like he was just good morning with Daddy Tanner, and I, I thought he was a great dad. I think it was it was that family you looked and laughed. It kind of burned it for me when I met him in Hollywood, though. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite the, the same dude that you see on the TV. Not exactly the same. Guy. Um, more like dick jokes and less like about cleaning and you yeah, know, yeah, cleaning he really up your room. Couldn't get over the Olsons, and he couldn't. He had a thing about how much the money the Olsons made. He was just really. I saw a couple of comedy shows of him, and he just really dug hard into what, how much money the Olsons had. Well, so I think there was a little bitterness there. They built an empire. They did. I I give him a seven because he was good. You know, he was still loving. He yeah, he was average. Seven. Yeah, I give him a seven. I I agree with you because there's not like he was. He was what it was. It was great. It was a great idea for the show. You know, because you had the single dad, you had uh, the single dad that moves in with the mom, who's the boss. Then you had. Danny Tanner. They, they had all situations. You had the single mom. I mean, they did a little bit of everything. The all-white suburban family. They had the African-American family. They had a bunch well, of Well, here's shows. another one. I like this dad a lot. Whatever. I, when like I think like TV dad, he, his face often pops into my mind. It's Frank Lambert. Step by step. Oh, my you God. You think about it. Like That was like a blended household. So he like had children of his own. His wife had children of his own. And then they like blended their families. And so he became a family of like six suddenly. Then the nephew lived in the driveway. Cody? Which is kind of like, and maybe it was his choice, but like. Was that Cody? Yeah. Cody, Cody wasn't a part of the family? He was like a cousin. Oh, I thought he was part of the family. Did not know that. Well, yeah, he's a cousin. So okay. he's, yeah, but like he like lived in the driveway. Can we just give a shout out to the lineup on Friday nights? Oh, TJF was was I miss that. I miss it too. And it's now if you're on a Friday night, you're at basic that you're on the worst show ever. <laughs> if you're on TV on Fridays, that's not a good spot. I used to, like, yeah, like my mom would work Fridays, so my dad take us to. We'd often go to like 
this place, Mounter Cafe, which is like our favorite spot to go to, like total like diner style. And I loved it. And we'd get, you know, our food and then we'd go back home and watch TGIF. TGIF. That's that what we did too. Friday nights. Friday nights in the summer, same thing. Dad coming from work. We go on a bike ride, go up to Blockbuster, take a ride our bikes to Blockbuster, get a Blockbuster video, come home. We had campouts. We put blankets out, put all the TVs on, put all the fans on because it was 90 degrees and my dad would never put the air conditioning on. So we would do that and have campouts. Yeah, I miss those days so much. I feel like you're going to be a combination of a lot of these dads rolled into one. I know. I'm just I'm just going to try to take the blueprints that my dad did and kind of maybe just adjust them a little bit and then just go from there. You like, you're already doing a good job of it. You go golfing a lot. You're always like mowing the lawn and in the yard. You hang out in your garage more than you do in the house. That's true. Like you're dadding. I mean, I was born to be a dad, I think. Yeah, I've been dadding for a very long time. I'm doing all the roles. I just need the kid. You got to brush up on some dad jokes. Do you have any good dad jokes? I got some books. I got some really good books. You don't books. have any, you don't, you got to have some like up your sleeve. I know, you're right. You're I right. got one. What did the boy mushroom say to the girl mushroom? You're a fun guy. Hey, I'm a fun guy. I messed <laughs> it up. I don't know. Every day that goes by, we have this app. You wake up in the morning and this woman talks to us. Hey, your baby's an orange today. Today, your baby is, is getting nostrils. And today, your baby is forming its earlobes. <laughs> it's creepy. It's really creepy because each day goes by and it's like, okay, today, your baby has done this and it's opening its eyes today. Isn't and- it weird that there's like literally a human? Like we are right now is growing inside of Brittany. It's, it's amazing that there's a human being inside of her. She's like, I can't feel him yet. But I mean, when you the pictures, you can see the little nose. You can see the hands. You can see the feet. I think Stassi around like 20 weeks is when she's... Started feeling it? Yeah. She like 19, 20. Now. Yeah, now it's like she moves all the time. And Stassi feels her like constantly. But like at first it started off as like a really kind of faint... She described it like butterflies in her stomach. Like kind of like weird, like little fluttering... Or like gas, maybe. I don't know. When you get, you get gas bubbles oh, traveling to your stomach. Yeah, that's definitely here. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about like actual, but like, you know, when you like have like a bubble like in your stomach like that. I don't know. It's, I don't. I mean, I can't imagine what having a human being growing inside you. Because that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of guys, even though they're like up close, they're, it's not quite the same thing. It's not it doesn't become quite real to them until the their babies like in their arms you know i was i went golfing with my friend the other day and he was a friend uh mine that i've known for a long time we used to party and have so much fun together and he just had a son a month ago and he's like you know we've done a lot of fun things in our lives we've been to a lot of places we've done a lot of things that we probably shouldn't tell anybody but he's like there's nothing in the world that will ever come to that is when your son looks at you and smiles he's like i've i've done amazing things in my life that i didn't think anything will ever trump he said, when your baby looks at you and grabs your finger and smiles <laughs> at you, he's like, there is nothing in the world. He's like, I don't care how strong of a man you are. You're going to cry. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to that. I'm like, I'm a cryer already. I get emotional over anything. So, And he's not. So I'm surprised. <laughs> so I'm excited. Life is about to change. Life is about to change. I mean, you so at least right now, like it. you get to like smoke some weed, have some drinks, hang out. I know. And Guys have it so easy. All they got to do is like show up on the right day to make the thing happen and then just like wait around. <laughs> wait around. Well, I, I try, I'm trying to be there as much as I can for her. I'm trying to wait around like, do you need this? Do you need this? But yeah, I feel so bad for her because she, Brittany's having a little rougher pregnancy than, than some people. I mean, every woman's different, but she's literally thrown up every single day and it, she's just in a lot of like, he's, he's just making her tummy just crazy and 
she's constantly throwing up. But you know, the doctor's saying that's normal. It's a healthy baby. And I, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just different. some people. I and mean, it's also, I know that she's just now into like her second trimester. So maybe when she gets a little further into it, I know like, I think my mom was talking about with one of us, maybe it was me. She was sick every day horribly. And then like right when the 16th week started, it's like overnight, just everything changed. I hope so, because I don't want to deter, deter her from having another child. I was asking her, I was like, is this going to, I mean, she, I go, you've had it rough, Brett. I was talking to you this this morning. I'm like, is this going to make you not want to have another one? And she's like, no, not yet. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I know, but, but I've heard that some rough pregnancies make it so moms don't want to have another one after that because they don't want to go through that again. I mean, I've, you know, I've thrown up when I got hung over, but I can't imagine throwing up for months on end. I just cannot imagine that. Women have it tough, you know, they really do. She's like, well, I. I don't have my period anymore, but I throw up every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's either being pregnant or like literally having cramps and bleeding for a week. Like, <laughs> this sucks. Why could like? What, there's nothing that guys have. No, they got useless nipples, <laughs> like useless everything. Like they can't do shit. It's, it's true. The more I smoke, the more I dive into this, and I'm like, you're right. We really don't have. And, and we always go, gosh, why, why is she acting like this? Or why, why the fuck do you think she's acting like this? She gets sick every month. At the same time, every month, she has to give birth, which is going to make her sick for a whole year. She has raging hormones. Yeah. You know, she's, yep. I, I, you know, and now the more that I, I see Brittany going through what she's going through, I have like, I have serious sympathy pains for her. That's I do. Why, when Tom will sit there and be like, my, ear hurts i can't hear my ear or like my eye itches i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> honestly so, so your funny. little ailments are nothing they're petty and it's annoying but i'm sitting there like throwing up from period cramps and you're like ew <laughs> that's, that's hilarious that happened the other night i, I woke up the other morning and i t stubbed my toe and i'm like oh my god you don't know how bad this hurts and Brittany looked at me like the, like she literally gave me the death stare i'm like <laughs> she's like are you serious? Okay, but for real, that shit does hurt. Are you, it does hurt. It's, it, I mean, and it goes it's 10 away. Ten seconds like, of you, death. You definitely got to scream it out a little bit. It. You got to rub it, and ten seconds goes away. But I, I said that to her. I'm like, oh my god, Brittany, you have no idea. And she looks at me after just like wiping her mouth of puke. She just looks at me like she's like, go fuck yourself. Like for real though. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been really fun. I love doing this. I love doing the baby chats and talking about like, okay, what to expect and what to have. And you gotta and, be. And you should do some book reviews of what you're reading. I am. Here's another problem I'm having really quick. I'm doing. I'm getting a lot of the books like, oh, your expected dad, uh, all the fun ones. But all the authors are women, and there's nothing against women. Obviously, I love women, but I don't want the textbook answer. I want the okay. This is what. Hey, my name is Bill. I went. This happened to me one time, there's, and this is how I got through that. There are books out there. Like yeah, that. that's what I want. I want to like. I went to send my kid uh, kid to school day with. With, with one shoe on and a shirt back on backwards. And I honestly don't think I combed her hair or like stuff like that. Like, I want to know, like, what do you do when you get yourself in a situation in today's generation? I know how to handle kids from the 90s. I need guys that are 40 years old. Anybody listening to this? Guys that are 40 years old that grew up in the 80s and the 90s. I need to be taught how to raise my kid in this generation because some of that stuff doesn't fly anymore. There's a lot of things that have made, I think, parenting easier. But I think and I'm speaking from zero experience, but just from like the, you know, some of the little things that they've got out there, like some technology stuff. There's going to be the new challenges of raising kid in today's world, especially with a, a global pandemic. And just like punishing them. How do I, how, like when I, I got my ass beat, 
and that was and that was normal. That was normal, and that's it was expected. And that's like you get you, you do something wrong, you get a little tap on the butt, you know. And as I got older, I you know it'd be a little harder. That's how I you grew say up. Say a bad word, you get a bar yeah. of soap in your mouth. But I tell you what, <laughs> once I got that bar of the soap, did I ever do it again? No. Or I was very good at hiding it. <laughs> that's a huge thing that Brittany and I are going back and forth with right now is the punishing because it's like yeah. I, need, I need to be stern, but how stern can I be? I mean, he's already got a TV in his room. He's not even here yet. Take it off the wall. I don't know. Take that shit off the wall. Like my kid's not getting a cell phone. And I know right now it's be convenient to be able to get a hold of your kid, but where's my kid going? Especially in LA. We we don't live in suburban Midwest. Uh, That's this is a really good question. So my kid's not piecing out for the whole day. This is a really good question. What is the right age for a kid to get a cell phone? They are driving in a car and they have like emergency type situations. Until then it's like I'll be driving their ass probably everywhere. Now, do you think like if you have a girl, it's different than a boy? See, for me, I would give my my daughter a cell phone before my son just because safety. I'm, I'm not talking social media and all this. I'm thinking 911, I'm caught. I'm Something's wrong. I need yeah. to go. I See, just think- there, I, there are those that, yeah. So, I mean, I understand that. I mean, okay, fine. The first cell phone I had technically had like- 20 minutes a month on it. So it was straight up just for, and it was, it was just bare bones. I mean, back then we like the coolest phone you could get was like a Nokia <laughs> and it didn't Is have that before a, or after the pager. It was after no text messages on there. Like no, no iPhone is basically what I'm saying. Right, right. Just oh, a yeah. bare bones phone for like emergency. That's fine. There's 20 minutes on it. So like you can't really be having conversations and making phone calls. So that's good. Like yeah. a pay as you go kind of thing. Almost like one of those for emergencies. A go phone. A, a go, go phone. flip phone. Doesn't even have a camera on it. <laughs> just really just something in case of an emergency. That's fine. I think that's what I'll do. Because I just think it's a scary world out today. I think I'm going to go that way. And I'm definitely getting my kid an iPad. Oh my God. Absolutely. Right away. I needed some peace of mind when we're driving and we're like in restaurants and I see these kids glued to them. I don't want my kid to be glued to it, but like there's going to be times where he's going to need the iPad. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Cause when I see people in restaurants and their kids are just sitting there watching, you know, Paw Patrol or whatever the hell they watch. Me and my brothers did really well when we were young with coloring mats. That's all we had. You get a kid a box of crayons these days. They're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. We would only go to restaurants that had the box of crayons and stuff. Which is like kind and we of- were excited. Like, did you get excited? Like, oh, we could draw on the ca- on the tablecloth here. Oh. And that paper. I you- still do. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me and Tom go to town on those things. So when you go to Pache and they, they have crayons and a paper on it, it's like, it's- It's fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. And then we would make potions, my sister and I. Like, we'd get the water and put the <laughs> chocolate milk in with the syrup. With the- oh, the servers make, loved make you. The, make the potions. They lo- Remember, did you ever go to Macaroni Grill and the servers would write their name upside down in fancy cursive on the table? I thought- that was like I was like I could never work here. Hooters does it too. I could I could never work in a place like this because <laughs> I can barely read my own handwriting. I know you that was some talent. Down? That is very talented. I didn't know that was a thing. I remember them doing that. I thought this guy was just cool. I didn't know that they made them learn <laughs> that how to do that. Every waiter at Macaroni Grill did that. I've been to a, I've been to Macaroni Grill a bunch of times. Anyways. This has gone all over the place. I know. But thank you. We'll do this again. When you when you learn more about parenting. Yes. You can come back. Oh, I can't wait to come back and share. And you can tell me how to parent. I I cannot wait to (laughs) come back. I'm going to have stories for you. I can't wait. All right. Well, until next time, everyone. See you later. Shout out to Tom. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. 
follow along on social at Music Kills Kate. And tune in next week for an all new episode. 